Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. On Rotson, Trevor is here as well. Hello. Sipping on his margarita. Uh, <laughs> it's Wednesday. Um, but Trevor's still having a blast. He's still enjoying Miami Grand Prix, apparently. He's still in Miami at the beach, uh, enjoying life. No, we're back in New York City, guys. Uh, but yeah, what a race, guys. It was, at least for me, I had a fantastic time in Miami. Uh, the race was for me, amazing, great race. Uh, that's my kind of race, uh, full of action, 60 overtakes, uh, most overtake of the season, uh, in one race, uh, phenomenal, but let's dive in Trevor. Um, you were in New York, you watched the race on TV. Tell me, how did you, uh, how did you like the Miami Grand Prix? Um, it was, it was there were exciting parts of it. Um, I thought it kind of the the setup was for an incredibly exciting race, like coming out of qualifying, going in to the Grand Prix, and uh, nothing too surprising happened. There's no safety cars, no virtual safety cars, no red flags. Everybody finished the race. Um, in a lot of ways, it was kind of boring. It was exciting seeing Verstappen watching him make his way through the field on a on an alternate strategy but i mean ultimately it kind of the i thought the result for who was going to win the race was like pretty clear by lap 12 but you yeah yeah it was it was a great race right and and Verstappen was fantastic uh but i wouldn't call Miami GP a boring race come on more it was it was a clean race, you know, and it's refreshing, I think, for me to see a race where uh it's not it's not drive to survive material, it's not chaos, it's not uh flags, it's just strategy just playing out smoothly and, and teams doing clean overtakes, drivers having fun, you know, nobody having a rough day at, at, at the office. I think it was it was amazing and there was action all across the field like Verstappen chasing uh the top of the podium you know uh Paris Paris defending but yeah but we'll we'll walk through all of that um let's start from the back let's start from uh the last man to cr- the, to cross the line um and uh the last team so that would be Logan Sargent um Logan Sargent's race was a little bit lonely and I think it all went it, it all Went on done in lap one with a he got a little contact there uh, that forced him to pit, uh, and then he he was just riding at the back, maybe yeah, thirty seconds, basically thirty seconds behind the rest of the field yeah. for for most of the race, thirty seconds yeah. behind the next the next driver up. Yeah, I would see him. I'd see everybody pass, and then you you hear a car coming, and then it's it was Louis <laughs> Sargent, and and the tough part is he was home, right? It was a tough weekend for him. I believe he got out. He was last in quality as well. Started P twenty, um, and finished P twenty. Uh, it was for for prodigal son coming back home. I think it was it was just not his day. Uh, but I think it's a good setup for for improvement, right? Uh, it can be. It can't get any worse uh, unless you DNF. But I mean, that's uh, true. Starting twentieth and finishing twentieth. I don't know. You can't. There's only one way to go from there. Um, yeah, but Next, you're right that it was yeah. a, a tough uh, home ground pre for him. But um, I I'm not 
super surprised by the result. I mean, it's it was his fifth Grand Prix ever. Um, he probably would have preferred that his home Grand Prix come, you know, later in the season in his rookie season. So he's got a bit more experience and uh, probably a bit more confidence. But um, yeah, it just just wasn't his weekend out there. Like we should keep in mind, he's in one of the worst cars on the grid. So um, got to kind of keep expectations realistic. Um, yeah, at, at least until he gets a bit more experience and then we can see what he he can do. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, just uh, he, but looking at the bright side, right? Uh, he he did have a relatively clean weekend in terms of like not making mistakes. You know, there there are a bunch of walls, a bunch of tricky corners that that caught a bunch of really high profile drivers out, and and he was able to just keep it on track, keep it smooth, did his job. Just the car wasn't there to 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 deliver for him. Um, but yeah, he, a tough race. I know this car needs to to improve. They're on one point after five race. Um, that's that's kind of a bad place to be. Uh, but yeah, improvement to come at Williams, and I hope uh, their updates will kind of bring them forward in the next couple races. Next guy up is from McLaren, um, uh, Piastri. Well, what? what? Similar to and and Piastri, let's bundle him up with Norris. Maybe we should do we should do a double take there. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, to be honest, I hadn't really noticed either of them during the race. Um, they were kind of in the bottom five pretty much the whole time. I think um Norris might have had contact with somebody on lap one. Um, so Spicy difficult degrees. start to the race and it, it didn't really get any easier as the race uh, progressed for, for either of those guys. I think even if he didn't get tagged, I think he admitted that the car was not the, the it was different than Baku. The car was not performing at all here. They struggled the entire weekend. They went for a Hail Mary. They started the race on softs, both of them started on softs it's you know there's an alternative strategy but then this is like the alternative alternative strategy starting on 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 these softs in the hot miami um in a in mid-afternoon i don't think it's it's a recipe for success uh i don't know who came up with that strategy but definitely wasn't gonna work the minute i saw them flash up in reds i was like this is not gonna end well it didn't it did not <laughs> they, were, they were hoping for a very early safety car red flag um <laughs> so they could switch to the hards for the rest of the mm-hmm. race and uh um that's pretty much i mean that's got to be what they were thinking i don't know really what else you're thinking starting on yeah. softs other than something's gonna happen at the beginning we can get these softs off relatively <laughs> early in a cheap pit stop and and throw the hards yeah. on, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not really. By lap was... three six, they were all they they took those shoes off and and switched up to a fresh pair of uh, of whites uh, and took them to the end. Uh, both Sergeant and Piastri were <laughs> lapped, but uh, Norris was was able to uh, finish ahead of the the guy that took him out, and that 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 kicked his uh his floor i believe in lap one uh which is uh nick devries let's talk about him next he finished in the 18th 18th position dev is getting a little bit of spanking this year by yuki though 
I'd rather talk yeah. about that than his performance. His his performance was just weak all season. I think he's still sitting on zero points in in him. Him and, him and right. Yeah. Um nothing to show for the Formula E World Champion. No. Yeah, tough start to the season. After Baku, guy was on treadmill, like saying he was ready for he's getting prepared for Miami. But uh he was he, he was he beat Sonoda in quality though. Let's put that out there. Uh he was 15th. Sonoda was 17th. We couldn't convert. Yet again. Yeah, well, as like a callback to a previous episode, uh, I'm going to owe you 10 cents because I'm once again going to point out that um, that's the slowest car on the grid. So I'm not really sure <laughs> where expectations should be. Um, Sunoda's doing a fantastic job with it, but like, let's be realistic. It's it's not a fast car. And so, you know, Zavri's kind of kicking around 18th, 19th position. Well, I mean, he's in the slowest car. What would you expect? His teammate well, happens to be very skilled and is getting a lot more out of it. But at the end of the day, that, that car is not very good. Going into the season, everybody had him like uh, demolishing Yuki. And That's there we true. are. Uh, I, I called it first. And I'll keep calling it. I had Yuki uh, holding coding ground and, and delivering this year. And Yuki is doing a fantastic job. Uh, we'll come We'll come. We'll come. We'll come to Yuki a little bit later in the show. I know we spoke about Norris, um, Joe Guan Yu. Pretty quiet race, right? Uh, I don't. I didn't see him much. Cookie cutter behind of the grid strategy. Started off on hards. Uh, took him. Took it to lap thirty or thirty-one. Switched over to mediums for the rest of the race. Um, yeah, nothing to show there. He started off what. He started the race P14 and took two steps back to six to end up 16th. That Alfa Romeo has uh, there's some catching up to do there, man. Um, still not a good car. S- similarly, uh, you know, what's his name? Botas had to had a tough race as well. But yeah, uh, Joe Guan Yu, uh, maybe better luck next time. I hope uh, the car allows it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add. Um, I would agree. Pretty quiet race from from Joe. Um, pretty mm-hmm. quiet race from Alfa Romeo altogether. But um, yeah, I, I think there's an issue with that car, and and they need to figure it out. <laughs> if you're in the back of the grid, there's definitely an issue with <laughs> your car. Yeah, and I think. Uh... So in the words of Christian Horner, change your car. <laughs> Guys, just got to do something here off for now. Uh, but yeah, I don't so they're, on, they're on six constructor points so far out of five yeah. races. Um, yeah. And they've got a several time race winner in the other, in the other car with Valtteri Botas. So yeah. Um, he yeah. was actually surprised about where he, of where he qualified the car on, on Saturday, but uh, couldn't convert on it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised too. <laughs> <laughs> There's circumstances around that, but he took it into Q3 though, yeah, which is true. which is respectable. Hawkenberg, uh, 15th, started off 12, three steps back. Uh, the Hawk, the 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 Ferrari engined car with the Ferrari looking concept, uh, just 
does well in quality and doesn't deliver in the race. Not much to say other than that. Yeah, I they think brought up, uh, they bought upgrades, right? Uh, good question. Yeah, I think they did. They brought a floor, a new floor, which allowed them to like perform well uh, in quality. The other issue I have with Hulkenberg, and I can understand his position, is I think the crash he had in 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 free practice one probably set him back. He had, he had a lot of catching up mentally, getting more confidence in himself. And 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 just building up the weekend, it just puts him in a bad momentum going forward. But yeah, twelve to fifteen, not a great race. One to forget. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Albon, what you got for Albon? Um, I was hoping for a little more out of Albon. I started eleventh, ended up finishing fourteenth. Um, I thought he'd uh, snag that last point scoring position of tenth, so I was wrong there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, considering the car is in, he, he had a decent race, decent result. Um, yeah, I was actually proud of Albon, uh, during the first stint. Um, he started, he, he was in front of Hamilton. He started in front of Al- Hamilton, gave Hamilton a hard time. Hamilton was stuck behind Albon. Albon had fantastic straight line speed in sector three uh they will come through turn 11 12 and i would see them come through and for like many 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 laps lewis was just stuck behind him and then their hockenberger botas was in front of alban and alban could still get the drs so alban was able to keep hamilton on uh behind him for quite 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 some time so i thought Ham, uh, alban delivered uh on that was able to defend relatively well i think Ultimately, Hamilton got him and and was able to get clean air and and carry on with his race. But I got I got to give it to Albon for for defending so hard uh, uh, in that in that uh, I would say very weaker car compared to to the to the current uh, Mercedes. So want to call that out for him. Bottas, I think we've touched up on him, right? Anything yeah. else on him? I mean, not much. Qualified tenth, finished thirteenth. Didn't really see much of him during the race. Um, stuck yeah. in a train. Just yeah. stuck in a train. Pretty, Pretty much. Couldn't, couldn't go anywhere. Um, stroll. Oh. Long stroll. So, yeah. Next up, Stroll. Started 18th. Finished 12th. Uh, was on the alternate strategy. Um, made an overtake into turn one that <laughs> Fernando Alonso really liked and commented on on too. Team Radio. Um, but yeah, I mean, that car shouldn't be there. That car shouldn't be finishing 12th, but also that car shouldn't be starting 18th. So, you know, it's, it's kind of driver. Well, (laughs) good luck with that. But, um, Ricardo's looking for a seat. I think it did really well in that, uh, that green man of Ricardo and Alonso pairing. Ooh, that spicy. would be the best. I would love that. Um, but yes, but Lawrence Stroll, uh, got a little, got a little question for you here. You can hey, make this happen. Hey, Larry, fire your son. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, no, I mean, play. I think Stroll's weekend was pretty much sealed on the Saturday. Um, I would say he pretty much finished where I thought. I think I said on the podcast before the race, I thought he'd finish just outside of the points, just outside of the top ten. And he finished 12th, so um, 
Yeah, I'd say pretty much went um, as expected to me. I think, you know, he started on the hard tire. I think um, he was one of those guys on the grid. There was a few of them that would have really benefited from a late safety car, but not today. never happened. So <laughs> finishes, so finishes 12th. <laughs> yeah. Miami, Miami Grand Prix was a full, like, there is no get out of jail card here. Uh, show me your pace. It was one of those races where show me what you got as a driver. Uh, and, and Stroke couldn't do it. Not in those circumstances. It's, the strategy never played into his hand. Yuki Sonoda, I think we, we, we brushed up on Yuki. Super proud of Yuki. Didn't make it into the point, but still an amazing, an amazing race. Uh, putting that car uh, uh, in P11, fantastic race, Yuki. Keep it up. Uh, he's finished. Through, he's finished P11 or P10 like every race, hasn't five, he? Yeah, for the last five races. So congrats there. Um, yeah, Yuki, fantastic. See you. See you on. Uh, see you at your home race uh, next week, uh, and hopefully you can uh, get points there as well. Uh, yeah, Alpha Tauri's home race is in. Uh, it's uh, in Imola. I thought yeah. you were talking yeah. about Suzuka. I was like, that's not nah, for nah. several months. <laughs> nah, nah. It's a team home race. Okay, I mean, okay. Clarified them. Um, yes. And then Magnum, speaking of Magnum team Magnum home races, uh, Magnussen. Haas, <laughs> yeah. uh, one of three home races for Haas. Um, yeah. Magnussen, I thought, had a really good race. Um, qualified fourth, only finished 10th. But, you know, his, his car had a lot better one lap pace than race pace i would say um mm-hmm. that's fair he did a, a good amount of battling with leclerc that was pretty exciting um oh, several yeah. occasions leclerc made the overtake and you kind of thought it's over and done with and then magnuson you know battles back either in the next mm-hmm. corner or like mm-hmm. on the corner exit or something um and yeah. kept it interesting um i think he drove a great race i think he was probably a little bit disappointed with the result given where he started, but I think he drove a pretty good race. Um, you know, all things considered with, I mean, the Haas is definitely improving. I mean, think about where it was two years ago, um, Absolutely. but you know, it's still got a ways to go. So I think he did yeah, a great yeah, no. job with, uh, with what he's working with. No, absolutely. And I think it's a boost of confidence for him to like at least score some points and, 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 Beat beat his teammate uh, at least once or twice. I hear in in in, in quality, and then get him again in the race. Uh, score some points for sure again at at his home race. Uh, my my highlight for that team was the Chipotle commercial. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I don't think it. I saw the commercial, but I think I saw screenshots from it uh, on social media. Dude, that I, I wanted a bowl right away, man. I was like, that's what I'm talking about right there. Chipotle looks fine. And then they had the tag, the logo by the headrest. Man, you, you just see this Chipotle go by every time. You're like, a bowl wrap. Just don't know yet. Ah, but right, yeah. exactly. Do I want steak? Do I want chicken? <laughs> Started getting hungry when I saw the house. So <laughs> I'm getting hungry Good. now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, next up, Senor Ocon Esteban. What you got for me on Ocon? Uh, you know, <laughs> Lonely race? Started eighth, finished ninth. Uh, his teammate finished ahead of him. I don't really have much. I wasn't really paying attention to Ocon. He was battling with... Uh, he also got he, he also got to, uh, to battle a little bit with uh, uh, Magnuson for a while. 
uh, Botas for a while, uh, Hamilton as well at some point. Like they had a busy, a busy race in the midfield uh, there. So uh, great, great. I think the team delivered. It was good for both of them, him and, Le- uh, and Gasly, to finish in the points. I'll bundle them up at this point because they're they're basically uh, ninth eight, and eight. eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. They started off. Uh, Gasly so started fifth, finished eighth. Um, yeah, got nicked by 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 uh, Hamilton at the end. There, he was managing uh, gasolina. He was running out of uh, gas at the leaf, lifting coast for a while at the end, and which allowed Hamilton just be like cruise by. Uh, but uh, yeah, great race by them. Um, and uh, good to be back in the point. Laurent Rossi pissed off. Yeah, I was uh, going to say some pretty harsh words from him to uh, to the French media um, at yeah. some point. Very critical of, of uh, you know, the staff at Alpine so far. Um which I think is fair. I mean, they're really not progressing the way they said they would. Um, they're, I would argue, further down the constructor's order this year, and we'll finish that way this year compared to last year. Um, I, 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 as a fan, I thought he was too harsh. Uh, I like Alpine, don't get me wrong. But, like, there's circumstances around – those the, the race in Australia, they were about to get five and six. The car was there. It was delivering. It was a bad luck, race restart. The drivers made a mistake, and that was it. Baku, uh, the weekend started off on a wrong foot, right? Um, the, the car caught on fire. Uh, it happens. You know, it's not like every race they're struggling, right? Uh, they had back-to-back issues i get it but laurent man calm down uh they're basically tied i bet with mclaren at this point or ahead now Uh, they're they're tied but i mean to be like totally fair like i i totally see where he's coming from um and i don't i don't really think his comments are like unwarranted like this is a team that was saying they're gonna fight at the front of the grid this year they're on 14 points Tied with McLaren, who basically didn't start the season until what uh, Australia, like they had, they were basically a no-show in the first two races. And Alpine's a team that's basically saying they're going to be they're going to be fighting for third. They're no, no, no. They 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 didn't factor in Alonso and the Aston Martin. Nobody did. Right and sure, but like it happens. Like, why why is Aston Martin improving so much? Like Alpine was ahead of Aston Martin last year, and now they're behind Aston Martin. Like, if I were in charge (laughs) of operations, I would be asking some pretty tough questions about why that happened and what we're doing. I mean, I think I think his his frustration is totally fair. Okay. I'll give you. I'll. I'll let you hold that opinion. I slightly disagree, but uh, it's fair. You make a point. I um, mean, if they're uh, supposed to be the fourth fastest team on the grid, they're fifty-four points behind fourth place. Let's see something. Let me see the race result from last year. What did so they basically do they need to they need to multiply their points total by four just to be where they said they should like be at a minimum. And then the question was how how close to the top three will they be? But like, yeah, if you're saying how close to the top three are we going to be? Like, you're pretty much implying you're definitely going to be fourth. 
but that and they're sixth, four, four like cars 50, already 50 plus points away. So like, yeah, I, that, yeah, I think I would say they're going in the wrong direction this year, and I'd be I'd be quite frustrated as well um, yeah. if I so were. What are you going to fire, Rossi? What are you going to do then, Laura? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would say at a certain point he's got to start looking in the mirror. But um, yeah, You're I gonna have to cut some hair, man. Yeah, like how does he know he's not the issue? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, well, he, he I don't want to speculate right? too much. Like, I don't really know that much about him. But like from just rumors that I heard, he's like an incredibly difficult person to work with. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like, how how sure can he be that it's not him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's feeling the heat somehow and he's passing it down. To everybody else but anyways enough enough of my frenchies uh let's move on to another frenchie Ch- oh he's not even yeah he's a frenchie but it's from Mon- monaco leclerc he's not french he's monogasque <laughs> yeah he'd be a he's doing well on you on um the uh the charts though with his new did you hear the new uh miami tune I didn't hear the song, but I I saw that he was uh he was top six on uh, yeah. iTunes, which is hilarious because he was seventh in the race. Hey man, you got to keep improving, you know. <laughs> got an extra step, another a, another right. uh, position. Um, I, but yeah, tough weekend for for our brother here. Uh crashed twice, bro. <laughs> that was yeah. tough. Watch. Definitely a tough weekend. I, I expected him um, to make a little bit more progress during the race. He started seventh. He finished seventh. Um, you know, the the praise I was giving. Right? Yeah, well, the praise I was giving Magnuson uh, about the battles with Leclerc is like, you know, it works in reverse for Leclerc. Um, for basically, Haas buys all as many parts as they possibly can from Ferrari. Um, the Ferrari should be way faster. So if they're ever battling each other, like that's a big red flag for for the Hold car. That that's in your back to be Mercedes too. Hold that for, in your back pocket. You might need that to talk about <laughs> Hamilton and Russell. How they got spanked by Alonso, but uh, and they did yeah. constant. But Alonso by. is Alonso. Look what happened to Stroll. Stroll, Stroll. Yeah, long story. But yeah, look like tough weekend. Uh, Science got him this weekend. Um, just uh, tells of two halves, right? He did well in Baku, uh, was on the knife edge the whole time, got pulled twice in a row, uh, was basically on the podium twice in a row, right? P3, P3 uh, in in Baku. And here he is, like, finishing quality seven, finishing the race seventh. Um, not a great weekend. I hope the car suits uh Imola a bit better uh and uh, He's, uh that he can uh hmm? trailing his teammate by 10 points right now in the yeah. in the championship standings which I don't I I think uh I I don't know I think pretty much everybody expected Leclerc season would be going a little bit better at this point um that Boy, I had been going DNFs, right sure you like that doesn't help but like mm. you know still that's part of it yeah that's true It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's a long season. We're only five races and we got what, eighteen or nineteen to go. Yeah, plenty, 18. plenty of racing left left to be had yeah. still. But um, yeah, um, he's he. I think he had a really good weekend in Baku, and uh, you know, he was probably hoping to build off of that 
for Miami, and it didn't quite uh, materialize. Um, like I said, started seventh, finished seventh. Um, he was probably hoping to make a little bit of progress during the race. I don't have much to ask for signs in P5. I'm skipping Hamilton for a second, but I think I can b- b- bundle signs there. He had a pretty cookie-cutter race behind Alonso. He fought Alonso for a while, uh, but just didn't have the pace uh, to, to kind of like get the move done, and Alonso just took off eventually, and, and that was it after the pit stops. Yeah. <laughs> it was gone. Speaking of pit stops, he locks up his brakes heading into pit lane, um, ends up, you know, being too fast across the line, gets dinged five seconds for speeding in the pit lane, but ultimately finishes, you know, basically nine seconds behind Russell so that, or finishes four seconds behind Russell and, you know, 15 seconds ahead of Hamilton. So um, that five second penalty didn't actually end up making any difference at all. Yep, Ferrari started five and seven, finished five and seven. Uh, skipped Hamilton earlier, six, started off 13, ended up six. I thought he had an amazing race. Uh, fought really hard after what looked like a very terrible Saturday. Uh, worked his ass off, did some magical overtakes. I remember the the wanting to turn 11 on, on uh, uh, what was it, Leclerc, uh, where he kept the inside line tight, break late. Uh, into a tight turn. Um, beautiful, beautiful race by him. Great recovery. Uh, eventually, on an offsetting strategy to Russell, who also had a great race as well. Started off six, ended up fourth. A uh, little bit lonely, um, but the, the Mercedes didn't have more pace than that. Uh, they're clearly the third quickest car, I would say, uh, yesterday. Uh, I mean, Sunday. But yeah, great race by Hamilton. Fantastic race for Russell. Uh, but yeah, nothing else to add there, really. Yeah, part of one of my takeaways from this weekend was um, we had a couple of drivers starting on the, or, you know, driving with the al- alternate strategy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Hamilton, Verstappen, uh, Stroll as well. Um, starting on the hards, um, you know, obviously didn't work super well for Stroll, but uh, I think it well. It, might have been the better of the two strategies when you look Absolutely. at when you look at the results for Mercedes and you look at the results for Red Bull, it, it seemed like both Hamilton and Verstappen had a you know just generally a better time than their teammates. Yep. Um, even though Hamilton finished behind Russell, you know Russell started sixth, Hamilton started thirteenth. Um, yeah, and Stuff they finished. They finished fourth yeah. and sixth. So. Yeah. And then with Verstappen, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to him, but, um, yeah, you know, it, he seems to just be flying on the hard tires. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it seemed like the saw, the mediums, just like with a lot of fuel, uh, just the degradation was high. It was probably sunnier uh, at race start. Uh, and like you had to really, really take care of them. You couldn't push super hard. Uh and with the hards, you could you could basically you had one or two tenths slower, but if you're making your way through the field, stuck behind people, you can like you know manage them better, use DRS and like progress, and you still have pace. Like you you will talk about it when we, I'll leave you talk to let you talk about it uh, with Verstappen. But yeah, clearly the same with with Hamilton here on the hards did a fantastic job managing those tires and 
and was able to have a, a great race on the back of it. Did Leclerc start on mediums as well? I think he did something like both, that, right? I think both Ferraris started on mediums. Yeah. I think it would have been it would have been better if uh they kind of like flipped the positions. Uh but yeah, and given how they eat up their tires, I think it would have been interesting to have Leclerc on hards to see how he how, how it works out for him. But nevertheless, uh yeah, good rich for Hamilton. Signs we spoke about it. Russell, anything to add for him? Uh not really. He drove a pretty good race. I was impressed. Um I, I like I think you know finishing fourth at Miami is kind of the best he could have hoped for. He beat his teammate. Um, I don't. I I like never really considered the possibility that he would challenge Alonso during the race. Um, yeah, I thought Russell did you know pretty much as as well as as you could expect, reasonably expect. Oh uh, yeah, you had Russell in six, uh, but had him in six, finished fourth. Yeah, he beat your two Ferraris, mate. He but, did. Uh, uh, Alonso, Senor El El Don. That's how I have to call this guy. He's a demon. He's a demon in that car. Senor Plan. Senor El Plan. I, I was thinking, like, what if you put Alonso in the Red Bull, uh, pair uh, him up with Verstappen. Alonso beats Verstappen oh, in a in would... an actual fair fight. If the team's oh. not putting their thumb on the scale, Alonso oh. beats Verstappen. Dude, it'll be total mind games. Yeah, oh. which Alonso's really good at. Like oh. <laughs> maybe the best yeah. ever at. <laughs> you have the whole that. like F one fan community thinking he's dating Taylor Swift for like a solid like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, man, that that that'll be great. Ah, I I, I just dream thinking about about seeing him in that Red Bull. Maybe, oh man, what what a pairing. Anyways, <laughs> enough dreaming. Paris, oh Paris and Verstappen. Let's just bundle those guys together. Ah, uh, Paris. So I'll start with Perez. I don't think he had a bad race. He drove very well. Um, the problem was. Verstappen was potentially on a better strategy and also drove better. So, you know, what are you going to do? I agree. I agree. I think he gave it his all. Uh, I, I, when I, when I was watching the race, like I just didn't see him pulling away enough on the mediums at the start of the race. Uh, And I could see Verstappen, Closing in every lap, getting overtake done, getting another done, getting another done. He's on the hards, but he's making his way through the field, and Perez wasn't building the gap. That's what I knew this game was terminado. It was completely done, and it was just a matter of time uh, for Verstappen to get him. And, and the crazy part was lap 20 to 42 or something before Verstappen pitted, where he was clocking in faster times, even though they were on similar tires. Perez on newer hards and Verstappen on older hards. Yeah, so when Perez comes out of the pit with with hard tires, you know, fresh fresh hards, and like you'd maybe expect his first lap or two won't be that fast as he's getting the tires warmed up. So like maybe Verstappen has faster times at that point. But like by his third or fourth lap of that stint, like you would expect him to be making headway and like putting in faster laps than Verstappen. And 
you know, eating into that lead at that point because Verstappen hadn't pitted. So he was uh, ahead quite a bit on track and he, he just wasn't. Verstappen was putting in, you know, every now and then would put in a faster lap, but Verstappen's lap times were all pretty much in line with one another. They're all very similar. He was very consistent. Uh, the problem Perez was having is he'd have a lap that was, you know, maybe three tenths faster, four tenths faster, and then the next next lap would be maybe a tenth slower, and then maybe he'd be two tenths faster, and then he'd be a second slower. And it's like those second, yeah, that doesn't work. So it's no like reason. those those like random laps where you know what mistakes happen or whatever. Um, when you know when your rival is not doing that he's being consistent and you're you know hanging in there three out of four laps but you have a like a terrible lap on the fourth lap it's it doesn't work doesn't win a race yeah and i think that was basically the story of this race um like i said verstappen may have been on a better strategy um i'm not only saying that because of his result but also look at hamilton compared with russell um And I don't think, you know, comparing Stroll and Alonso on, on strategy is, you know, really that fair of a comparison. But, you know, looking at Hamilton compared to Russell and Verstappen compared to Perez today, I think the hard tire start was a better strategy. Oh, absolutely. But, um, but still, I think despite that, I think the, the reason Verstappen won this race was he had better consistency. He was more consistent, um, didn't have those kind of brain farts where he was you know off the pace by several tenths um he was just kind of just kept it dialed in yeah and that that that's that was your grid that was your 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 race finish there uh your uh your top 10 let me let me visit that let me give you i'll give you half a point right if uh the dude is in the top 10 uh you can start putting some accountability to this. That's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, and then uh, if the person is not in there, you get zero, okay? And if they're in the right place, you get a point. Okay. All right, Perez, 0.5. Yeah, right. Perez, I had him winning. He finished second. All right, Verstappen, 0.5. Yep. P2. Had him finishing Alonso. second, he won. Alonso P3, one point. Correcto. Give yourself an applaud, man. Come on. <laughs> Grazie. Ross, Carlos Sain. Uh, no, hey, Russell. Finish. Russell, uh, actually. 0.5 for Russell. Sure, if we're going by finishing order. Yeah, so Russell uh, finished fourth. I had him sixth, so I was off by two places. Oh, there. so sorry, so sorry. It's Alonso, right? It's Alonso. Alonso P3, right? I Alonso, did Alonso P3. Signs. Signs. Yeah. And I had that. Signs. So signs. I had him fourth. He finished fifth. All right. 0.5. Leclerc, 0.5. He finished seventh. You had him fifth. Yeah. Uh, Russell, 0.5. He finished fourth. You had him sixth. Um, Hamilton, 0.5. You you had him seven. Pretty close, but he finished sixth. Um Gasly, 0.5. You had him. Oh, wait. You had Gasly right to one point. P8. I did. Yeah. All right. Gasly um, and Alonso, I had right. Hmm. Magnuson, 
0.5. You had him in the top 10. I had him ninth. He was 10th. Pretty much, I was for almost everybody, I was off by one or two positions with the exception of Albon. The only guy you didn't have in the top 10 was Albon, and Albon just missed out by by four spots. Yeah, so I was the most I was the most wrong about Albon. Five point five is your is your score out of uh out of a possible ten. A little yeah. above average. It's respectable. Not yeah. great, but, but next time. Next time. I was I was um, close on a lot though. Alright, there's another topic that's personal to me that I want to talk about. Um two things actually. First, the booing. I am completely against booing, and I abhor hearing booing. Um, yeah, I think the only the only person sports fans should ever boo is referees <laughs> and officiating. Don't like, boo it, actual actual competitors. I don't I don't like that. Like that's that for me is like the epitome of like unsportsman's like behavior. Like if you love sports. If you understand, if you understand how hard it is to make it to a professional level in any sport, be it ping pong, be it racquetball, be it pool, be it anything, you would understand how it is, how much you get from being cheered, how much you feel, what you feel, how excited you are, and how degrading it feels to be booed, and nobody wants to be. If, do you want me to come to your office? And boo you in your office in your in your how would you feel? Plus, like huh? if you, if you're the booer, like if you're booing somebody, like what does that say about you? Like you, you just you're, you're you, okay you, with you that message taste. that you're sending to you the like, world. Like I don't know. I, I if you're know. gonna get mad, if you're if you're a strong lover of booing, I think you need to fix something. Uh, <laughs> I and and I get upset every time this happens. Uh, and it never changes. There's always, there's always a select group of fans that either flick the driver off or flick, flick the 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 team that they don't like off. If your team yeah. isn't winning, they need to go back to the drawing board. They need to train harder. They need to, they need to get bring the level up. Maybe they need to fix their car. As well, that's 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 that that's 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 that that's particular to F one. Uh, they need to maybe stop making mistakes, uh, stop crashing, but do not boo anybody. Whether he's P three, P four, P five, whether you like the color of his car, whether you like the 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 sport drinks he's driving around, whether you're a monster fan, I don't. Whether you like Chipotle or not, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, like, I mean, I would agree. I um, like my Let's, personal, like attitude about it is, I, I cheer for the people I like, and when the people I don't like come on the screen, I just don't say anything. Like, well, how hard I, is like, it? To yeah, just, like, it's pretty simple. <laughs> how hard is it to just like lock it up? If you're not, if you don't like anything, if you don't have a real reason, if you don't have anything constructive to say. Please lock it up. So what was it, the the podium celebration? Because I saw the headlines about booing, but I didn't watch the podium celebration. I kind of assumed it was about that. I think this is not the first time this has happened. It it, it happened to Shumi along the way. It happened to Fettel when he was winning. It happened to Hamilton when he was winning. It happens 
it happens. It still happens in certain places. Your Hamilton, your Mercedes, you get booed if if the fans don't like you. If you, you certain places, you're, you're a Red Bull guy, or especially this year, Max has been getting a little bit too much of it. And my taste, like if your car isn't good, fix it, but don't boo Max. I think I, I'm not. I, I don't know. I'm not a Red Bull fan in particular, yeah. but I just dislike that behavior. I just like the behavior too. I actually am a Red Bull fan, so like I don't know, maybe I'm biased. But um, I think just generally, that not, that's not a bias thing. That's like yeah. just like I don't know. Like I think generally, like the whole thing can be summed up by like losers hate winners. And I'm not saying like if you cheer for a team that's not winning, you're a loser. I'm saying if you boo the team that is winning then you're a loser like losers hate winners like you can you can cheer for a team that's not winning and you know not be a loser like just don't boo anybody it's easy (laughs) no try to put yourself in their shoes before you open your mouth and boo somebody ask yourself if i were them and i was getting booed by a random person first first of all i don't care I don't know you, do me all day long. But second of all, the person just put risk their life to go around and race their heart off. They could have died in the, in the race. Anything could have happened to them. They showed up, gave you a show. You watched it. But at the end, for some odd reason, maybe, I don't know, you had too much to drink or whatever it was. You, you just went on. But anyway, that's closing that chapter. Uh, I went a little bit too long on it. One last item I wanted to talk about was one last, the introduction. One last comment about, uh, about the booing. Uh, I think uh, Verstappen had a pretty good attitude about it. Um, he was asked oh, yeah, about yeah. it after the race in a press conference, and he pretty much said he didn't care. Um, yeah. He says go back know, to your miserable life basically. basically yeah, he, he basically said. said they boo me. They can go home happy. Like I'll go home yeah, and, like I don't like he doesn't I go home with a trophy. Yeah, that's right? what he said. And you go home and cry. It go back yeah, to your miserable it nine. Sounds five. like he ultimately doesn't really care, which is good because you know he, you know. Hey, why should he? Everybody's should human. He? It's easy. It would be easy to get upset by that. Take um, it personal. But yeah, but he's kind of maybe more of a computer than a human anyway. So. I know. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think any athlete takes that personal really, but it's just it's just a behavior that I that I that I condemn and I don't think it's it's uh it's worthwhile in any sports. Uh last thing, ceremony. Intro ceremony got a little bit of a lot of people liked it. Some people liked it, some people didn't like it. I personally loved it. Uh I think we need more of it. Uh different tastes. Uh we can't have the same boring stuff every race. I loved when when People are innovating. People are creative, you know. It took a while to get 50 people in a symphony, to get them trained, to work through the introduction, to hype up drivers. To hype, Even though they're saying they don't like it, I'm sure. If you're, if I'm getting told sweet words before I go into a, a, a cockpit, cheering me on, saying how great I am, I think that's going to boost my confidence. Uh, they can... I, I think overall, I think it was a good addition to the show. It's ultimately a show, right? Like if we're all here to watch the race, it's because we you know it's 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 ultimately a show. Yeah, you can say, um, I want to focus and and drive and but at the end of the day, people are here for the show, and that's a good addition from my vantage point 
to the show. And I'm, I hope I'm hearing they're going to have it at other races too. So I wonder how they do it in, in, in Zenford, how the intro is, right? I wonder how they do it in Spain uh, when when they're introducing the drivers. I'm interested to see, you know, we all give it a, a, a twist. How they do it in in um, Japan, if they ever do it. Like in Italy, how they had the Ferrari fans or the Ferrari introduction looks like. I'm now curious to see. Um I don't know, but it it got a lot of like people mad at it. Uh, and again, I'll I'll just say this: when people are creating, people are testing new things out. Uh, it's it's quick. It, let's not go too quick to say that it's terrible or that or that it's bad. Let's think about it from a different perspective. Like, did, was it was it interesting? Was it well done? Was it did I was it cool? Was it different? I don't know. I can go on forever, but. I thought the show was good, and I think it didn't merit all the uh, bad comments that it got on the back end. Yeah, well, it's good that you can go on forever because I literally have nothing to say about it. I didn't even know it happened until I started seeing people complain about it on yeah, social media, like yeah. on Monday and Tuesday. So, um, yeah, no opinion. You're right. It is a show. Make it interesting for people. As far as the, the specific show, I didn't see it, so I can't yeah. comment. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Closing chapter. GP rating, my friend. Uh, like a 6.5. Boy, you were... Why? Why? Defend your 6.5. I just... I, like I said at the beginning of the race, it just wasn't super exciting was it was there something on I, I i didn't watch it on tv uh i was hearing that people were saying that the presentation of the race the commentary on tv wasn't wasn't the greatest uh but i had a blast at the track uh sure I, but like there's a huge difference between going to the track and watching something on tv like no, you're not at the watch- track only for the race action you're there for no, the no, environment but- and the experience if I take off, if I stripped off like everything around and just focused on the race, what I saw on track and the actions that I saw, it's, the overtakes that I saw, the racing that I saw. It's still objectively uh, way cooler than seeing all of those exact same <laughs> things on a television. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, I guess that's why I wanted to understand when a lot of people are saying the Miami Grand Prix was boring. The most overtakes of the season, my friends. Uh, it, it, we can't have Abu Dhabi 2021 every year, guys. Uh, there's going to be some ups and downs. And I think the similar thing about Baku as well, uh, there's going to be races like that in where it's just pure strategy. And I think one other item that I touched on was like this, the race got, was allowed to play out and the tarmac was fresh. The grip was there. Drivers could lean in every lap, could do consistent lap. There's less bumps on the track. It's, I think I don't know. I love the race. I, I six point five. I think it's. Uh, I don't know. It's, the grip, I, I can't the grip might have been there on the racing line, but like several different drivers were complaining about how bad the grip was. Like as soon as you get off the racing line, and how the track was, was very slippery quality, right? and I, like not rubbered in. It was the whole weekend. They were complaining about it the whole weekend. But I, during the race, I, I saw some crazy overtakes. You had to go offline to do sixty overtakes, right? You had to go offline. How sure, bad was it? but like you also have a 
really long straight and a breaking zone so you have drs so it's like you don't have to go that far offline to make overtakes at the end of a super long straight but yeah okay uh, eight, six, sh- six, sure those parts of the part. corner those parts of the corner probably like more rubbered in than you know offline somewhere mm-hmm. else on the circuit like right in the braking zone mm-hmm. sure there's more well, grip there th- than- i think that's that's one thing it's you don't race on that track year round right and cars are not yeah, driving on it probably they on, on, it's only f1 that races there and they read surface the track from last year so nobody's ever raced on it before it's like a totally mm-hmm. fresh track kind of like we had what was it portugal in 2020 where they had just resurfaced mm-hmm. and nobody had raced on it before and it was like in turkey we did that in 21 or 22 we did turkey fresh re- fresh repavement it was great i think a lot of tracks should like try to do that too like we did that in baku too right last week the resurfaced part of it like the long well, street in the they back they do that every yeah, yeah. Baku uh, does every year. The it's a little bit different for like a city street circuit because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you don't have people racing on it every day, but like people are still driving. Yeah, people on driving. It. Yeah. So, like, if it's a it new surface, like the oil is getting like wicked away, and mm-hmm. like you know some rubber is getting put down. So, Good. but yeah, my rating Ocho man speaks Spanish wow. for you right here. I okay. like this race. It was great. I didn't have so far. I've been keeping track of my rating. Um, I think I haven't uh, been keeping track of mine, F7. but I think I said 6.5 for Baku, and I would say it was did, pretty similar. I did give eight to uh race number three that was uh Australia, Saudi Arabia. That's Australia. I gave, I well, gave, yeah, Australia. Was it Australia? No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Three was where, where was three? Yeah, Australia. Australia. I, gave it, I gave it eight. Yeah, and then this the second eight. Yeah, I would say the race that played out in Australia was a lot more interesting than the one that played out in Miami. Because you had four red flags. Well, for the for the completely opposite reason, I gave this race an eight, which is good. You know. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, that's it, guys. Fifty minutes, and uh, we went over. The highly controversial, uh, highly entertaining Miami Grand Prix. Any parting words, my friend? Not really. Just boo. Uh, don't do that. Out. <laughs> I'm no. kidding. Cut that I'm, out. We don't, but, um... <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that at, <laughs> no, at those back. Yeah, no parting word. Well, yeah, not really any parting words. Uh, Where are we then... going next, my friend? Imola, right? Boy, are you excited? I'm interested to see the upgrade package that Mercedes brings. Lewis Hamilton seems to think it'll be a huge benefit. Toto seems to say, no, no, it'll make a very small difference. So we'll uh, see. Uh, we'll what see. Do you believe? I don't. I would imagine the truth probably somewhere in between. Yeah, as as usual, somebody's lying. Drivers excited about it. The team principal is trying to manage expectations. Manage. Uh, I would say it's probably somewhere in between. Is the truth. All right. So, Mercedes fan, get your gear on. Show up to uh, Imola and be excited for the race. Uh, and uh, Red Bull guys, start being afraid. But that silver arrow is coming back. Wink, wink. Uh, Toto's fixing the car. So, we'll go from there. <laughs> All right, guys. He's, that's it. That's a wrap. He's uh, taking Christian Horner's advice and he's fixing his effing car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, I guess. Uh but yeah, had a blast. Love you guys. 
like, subscribe. Uh, make sure you're getting every episode. Give us a review. Somebody give me a five-star review, please. Say how how great yeah. Trevor is. Five-star would be great. That. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, if you love the show, if you have any commentary, if you didn't like anything I said about the booing or the entertainment, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, give us your rating. Give us your race rating. Maybe uh, maybe, you're, maybe uh, they're different from what we think. We'd like to hear it. Uh, follow us. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Double stack uh, F1. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in a week. Ciao. Bye. Bye.